When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis. Lennox, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in I seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Hello, welcome to a Ringside Frackers podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by three regulars. We've got uh, Uncle Jide. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. What's good? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Uh, We've got Samps. Yeah, not bad at all. You're looking chilled, bro. Yeah, man. I'm always chilled, man. Yeah? That PBC life. (laughs) (laughs) Getting sponsored by Heyman. Yeah, I and wish I'll be I'll be sitting really chill, be chilling, like, like waiting to go on holiday or something. If I was, uh, and we got a robless Stapo. Uh, by robless, I don't mean naked. Sorry, guys, I didn't. You know that Listen, that might come out a bit wrong. Stapo, aka Mr. Hugh Hefner, aka Mr. Mexico, <laughs> aka you know at the bottom of the table but climbing to the top. You know it is, man. Listen. Dapo, now seeing you in a do rag, yeah, I'm just thinking of that video you sent in the group chat earlier. Oh, let's not... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, no, you see that video, yeah? You see that video, yeah? I uploaded it on Twitter, right? And like 15 minutes later, it was like 3,000 retweets. Right? <laughs> and I knew it was going to go straight on I'm just bit. And I, I was like, okay, am I going to compromise my cousin's mental health for some tea? <laughs> <laughs> or should I be the good guy here? I had to really think about it. Like, nah, do you know what? Let me delete it because if this guy hurts himself, I don't want it to be because of me. <laughs> I had to get rid of it. But what that video, what a flog. And that set us back 200 years, man. Yeah, yeah, man. He suffered. He suffered enough in that fight. Yeah. So, no, uh, he doesn't. Yeah. I, I come into the chat. I've like just started reading up and I was like, 
Wait, that was you know that was your cousin. <laughs> I remember I watched that, that was video. me. I said that to my group chat. I was like, yeah, you've got a lot. Uh, <laughs> I always went to, the, to his house to fight the kid myself. Just to win back some, win back some. I, I, t- I can't lie, um, the white boy can fight. The white boy. No, can fight. Fight. no that's what I was thinking. I had to double think like, oh, do I really want to go fight that kid? But <laughs> uh, <laughs> he started with his stance, like he starts letting you know this guy's box. He was fighting like Wilder, honestly, without the power. And guys, can I just can I introduce our guest, please? Babs, welcome to the pod. Uh, Master Sadiq on Twitter. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. All right, thanks for having me on, man. You're you're more than welcome. Welcome to the Ringside Frackers podcast. If you are a new listener, go to Apple, leave us a review. I don't have to keep telling you every week, do I? I'm going to keep telling you every week until you leave us a review. All right, so go leave us a five star review on Apple. Like on YouTube, follow Ringside Frackers on Twitter, and use the hashtag as well whilst you're listening. Um, guys, it's been it was a good week of boxing last week. I thought, you know, last weekend it was quite entertaining. A good, good couple fights on there. Obviously, the main one was um, a Coley Glovaki. Um, actually, before we get on there, actually, I want to I want to talk to Babs. I want to talk to Babs because I think what what we do is. Um, at the start of these podcasts, we do like an assessment of character, right? So a, a few questions I like to ask personally is, are you pro-PBC or anti-PBC? <laughs> I'm, I'm anti-everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I'm anti-all of them. What, even Eddie Hearn? Yeah. I feel, I feel, well, oh, no, he's all right. It's good for boxing. Like, I think he wants to make fights, but... Ultimately, it's coming like WWE and WCW, and you've got some some of your favorite fighters are over there, some of your favorite fighters are over there, and they're never gonna fight, and that's frustrating. Do you know what I mean? Eddie's making the fights happen. So, yeah, he is. You got respect. You got respect. This is very pro Eddie Hearn. If you do, I'm very. I'm not pro Eddie Hearn. I just respect the geezer. Do you know what I mean? I just respect what he's brought to the fight game. He's, yeah. he's, he's changed British boxing for the good. What, what did you yeah. say, Dapo? Earn with Hearn, yeah? It's an earn with Hearn, man. Earn with Hearn. That's what I like to yeah, see, yeah. man. That's what I like to see. Uh, and Bab's final question. Are you are you pro AJ? No, actually, who is going to win the fight? Fury or AJ? I, I don't know who's going to win, but I feel like... Who do you oh, want to win? I want AJ to win. Okay. We can we can rest easy, man. We can rest easy. But I don't know if he's gonna win, but I want him to win. I think he's um I think he's got more respect for the sport. I think he's a great ambassador, and I don't think he's looking I don't know, I just feel like with Fury I don't I don't think he disrespects the sport, but I just feel like he, he's trying to get out as soon as possible. So I hear that. I think with um, AJ, if he wins, there's more fights left, and I feel like he's going to be around a bit longer. I hear that. I hear that. Let's um, let's move on to last weekend's fights. Then um, we'll start with uh, Coley versus Glowacki. I think I think we all had a Coley to win, right? Babs, how did you? We'll start with you, Babs. Uh, how, how did you? Um, how did you envisage the fight going? Uh, you know, b- beforehand, like did you did you envisage it being a, a as as relatively easy as it as it was in there for Akoli? I had a feeling it was going to win because um, Glovaki was coming off a loss, but I didn't think it was going to be as emphatic as it was. Do you know what I mean? 
So I'm glad that he made a statement with that um, knockout, you know. But I didn't think it was going to happen like that, but I'm glad it did. Yeah, man, it was it was a massive statement. Like it, it, the fight started off quite slow, I thought. You know, um, at first I was thinking, oh man, is this going to be a bit like tedious? Going to go twelve rounds and you know a bit yeah. you know a bit boring. But then I'm not too sure when it was in the fight. Maybe about like round. Wh- when did he get the stoppage? Was it round six? six? Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe around like round four, we saw like a really step up the pressure and i felt like glavaki started to slow down because glavaki was quite um i thought he came up quite intense he was trying to match a um you know blow for blow and um with the movement as well it was like a it was like a chess game between their their feet you know obviously trying not to stand on each other's feet i'm not you know i'm not a boxing boxing technical genius here but you know it 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 was interesting to watch that match up um jide let, let me go to you what did you think of um, Akoli's performance overall? You're a mute, you're a mute lad. You're a mute. Sorry there, boys. <laughs> um, I think it's probably the best I've seen Akoli fight. Um, the thing about it is Glowacki, or Glowacki, I, I hate saying his name. I can't say it properly, but Glowacki. Uh, just, just call him the um uh, the the Mexican lad like Dapo did. Oh, like, love, love I knew it. I knew. I was oh. waiting for that. The, the finish here, um, in terms of, like technique wise and boxing wise, Glowacki is more refined than Okoli. But the issue he had was getting inside. So, being southpaw, he knew he, what he kept trying to do was trying to tuck his head. So essentially, when Okoli threw his his jab. He didn't. He wanted. To, he placed his, his head in a way where he can slip it and then maybe get inside and throw hooks. But the problem was, Okoli, I don't like Shane and them guys have been working with him. They were telling him, which is you're, you're told not to do this, but it was it was circling towards um, Glowaski's right hand, which is his jab hand. So you'd think that it would be easy for Glowaski to to slip it and then come and throw combinations. But unfortunately for him, because Okoli's got that reach. And he was circling that way. It, it basically nullified it completely. And after like round two and round three, and we saw that Glowacki can't get inside of Okoli, I just knew that the fight was done. Like I, I was expecting Glowacki to try to bum rush him. Like you can't, you, you, you're getting no success. But then you have to remember because Okoli kept him at range and was landing some hard shots. Although he wasn't hitting his head, it was still landing on his shoulder or landing on his. You know what I mean? You still feel the power. So. It discouraged Glowacki, and and that's when Okoli just just was just lined him up to take him out. I'm upset because I predicted round seven. So well, I, I I was I'm four burning. to six gang myself, so you know, yeah, that, you know, like not everyone. Well, actually, Jide, you're you're ahead of me, right, in the boxing prediction yeah, of league. Of course, I am. Come on, man. You're not doing the vibes. Like, listen, I need to get. Don't talk man. about this league, man. Yeah, some Sam, Sam's don't want us to talk about the le- the league I either because. I don't mind because all of these weeks here are recorded. And when tables turn, I'm going to be an absolute menace. Like, you're not going to go to sleep. <laughs> I don't mind. And I know tables will turn. Bear in mind, I started weeks later. Literally two weeks later. Oh, and okay. you started with the points of the lowest member in the group. And you are still, you you are still the player with the lowest member. Like I said, like I said, tables <laughs> turn. Everyone Spencer said it first. Tables turn. When they turn, I'm going to... When, when do you envisage them turning, my I'm friend? I'm going to you know? <laughs> Tables turn. Once the tables turn, 
you that are going to eat your words and you're going to regret it. Interesting. Interesting. Sabs, let's get your um, thoughts on the on the fight then. Um, was there a real turning point in the fight for you or, or was it just Coley just had to get through those early rounds unscathed yeah. and, and it was going to be a one-way traffic? Yeah, it was, to me, you can see he's come out there, he's had a bit of a, had a, bit of a look, um, worked behind his, stayed behind his jab. It was punch perfect. He stayed behind his jab, didn't take any risks, didn't open up, tucked in nice and well, kept Glassy at the end of his jab. Um, and you can see what Glassy was trying to do. Once he kind of established, he had to take the risk to get inside. And he's feeling, um, he, he realised that Lois Okoli wasn't taking any risks and to stay tight, he he pretty much didn't have a plan B. So he was just stuck at, it was just stuck on the perimeters of, I either have to jump inside and bum, and bum rush, like they said, or hope I get lucky with a, with a, a right hand, a left hook down the land somehow. And neither of the two was available to him. And the minute Okoli's now, kind of, you know what? This is fine. I'm comfortable. The minute he let off his first right hand, I said, this fight's going to be done soon. And I was like, yeah, it's, like, it's perfect for round seven because he's not really taking in two risks, but the opportunities are starting to finish off. And round seven, he'll be gone. And unfortunately for me, he landed with that right hand <laughs> a bit too early for me, but it was it was a punch perfect fight. You heard Shane in the corner saying, yeah, touching to the body, touching the head. And the yeah. was doing exactly that. I was like, this is madness. Like, how do you, how are you able to pull off exactly what the coach is saying? In real time, normally it's like okay, I've heard him say touching the body, but then you kind of circle around a bit, maybe put your hands up a bit, and then try and land that shot. He was just doing that, he was just doing what he wanted at will, at will, working behind the jab. Nothing, I feel like, I feel like, yeah. like Joshua in that respect. Like, yeah, I was yeah these guys, that. these guys just like they listen or they tr- they follow instructions to the T, maybe yeah. sometimes too much, but they they listen to what their guy is saying in the corner. Mm-hmm. But at his weight, Okoli is gonna be really hard to beat because he's so rangy and he's yeah. so strong. And he's so awkward. Is a problem. But but sorry, what did you say, Babs? I said he's quite awkward as well. Yeah, yeah, very awkward. It, it's like I, I said it in the preview pod. I, it's he's like one of those fighters that before this fight, I wasn't sure quite how good he was because in some fights he's looked. We can say awkward or we can say unconventional or we can say sloppy and lacking technique, you know. But I feel like this fight really showed me that, wow, this guy's a fighter. This guy can can actually box. And right. he boxed Lovaki's head off, to be honest. Yeah. It was punch and, perfect. Yeah, it was. It was punch perfect. He, the game plan was well executed. And, you know, like there were certain aspects of the fight... Um, where it seemed like preordained, like they knew exactly how they were going to stop Oglavaki. They knew exactly how that fight would finish. And it was just a matter of time. And I think, you know, credit to Okoli as well. And obviously credit to his his coaching team as well, because they prepared well for for that fight, it seemed. You have to remember as well, that's his first time at a world title shot. Yeah, and he's only in what, his 16th fight. And he managed to shake off... all the pressure, like all that mental issues you have to go through, and just got on with it. Like kudos to him, man. That you hear, you hear about people kind of collapsing under the lights all the time. We see it all the time, and he just rode through it. And he and he did look really comfortable the whole week, the whole week up to like the fight. And I, I was thinking, I hope this isn't like you know someone that's putting on a good poker face, but he really kept to it. So you got to rate him, man. Yeah, Dapo. Let me, let me, let me. Um. 
let me come to you then. Um, what what is Akoli's um ceiling then? What, what do we expect him to do after this fight? And you know, what, what does the future hold for, hold for him after this? Uh, I personally think he's going to try and unify. I think he will stay at cruiserweight. I don't think he's going to go straight to heavyweight like everyone's um, saying that he might do. I think <clears throat> the thing that I like about Okoli is it seems that um, he's got a plan in his head. Regardless of who, whoever saying like Eddie Hearn or whatever, I feel like he's got a trajectory he wants to go under. And um, he definitely wants to test himself in his weight class before he decides to move up whatever. And I, and I, I personally like that because I prefer, I, I would prefer to watch Okoli you know, dominate his division and then perhaps go higher and then test himself there also. So I think that's where he goes next. I think he gets bigger fights in, in, in the cruiserweight division and then moves up. What are the big fights in the cruiserweight division, though? Um, I guess if he fights... Oh, what's this fighter's name? I always forget his name. Bradis. Bradis, that's it. Um, well, Bradis said the... today that um, he would be open to, because he's he's looking at going up as well, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's a fight that they should both to look towards, you know, as, as maybe the money fight in the division. Uh, I'm sure that's a fight that can get made, right? Yeah, who's the, the French yeah. the French fighter with the, with the belt as well? I always forget his name. There's there's the Congolese geezer. The Congolese, I think that's Mul- Mulanga or something like that. Yeah, and he's got he's got a Lare- Kevin Lorena. Oh, or Makabu. There's yeah, Makabu. Makabu. Yeah. He's got a WBA, ain't he? Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a French guy called Gula Mirian. Yeah, there's a French guy, and then there's the, there's Makabu, Brazis, and a South African geezer, and a a Russian guy. Alexei Egorov. Yeah, so there are fights for him in the, in the division. Hold know? up. What was the bridge of weight? Is that, does, did that come about? That's, that... the, that's the first the first fight is coming up of that, no? Yeah, that... Oscar Rivas versus... Uh, what's his name? The guy that, that helps AJ in camp. Oh, I forgot his name. Uh, what's this guy's name? What are again? you talking about? The, 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 the first fight. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a fight. Oscar Rivas is fighting for the belt. Yeah, it's... Um... Oh, oh what's it? I always forget his name. Um, there's no money. Brian that... Jennings. Brian, Brian Jennings. Jennings, that's it. Yeah, oh, there is no money in that division. It's oh. such a force. No, but you know what it is? I'm thinking if I was a Coley, I can't lie, I want to rack up as many bosses as I can. Yeah, he's, that's he what he was up. saying. He says he wants to be a three way division champion. Yeah, so he's, he's just talking about that. Why not? Yeah, I hear it. I hear it, but there's no, that division is not going to take hold. Like, there's no money in the cruiserweight division already. Yeah, so yeah. Imagine the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I think unifying will increase his stock anyway. It just looks good. Yeah, so going to the next division as a unified champion of the cruiserweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks good for his resume. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let, let's let's face it as well. I think I think Akoli is a bit of a cash cow as well. I think he's got he's got um a big <laughs> story <laughs> What cash cow? Yeah, let me explain. Let me explain. I think he's got all the makings to be a massive superstar. But I think I think this is with the response to his win has been a bit muted. I'm surprised by the yeah. British press. I Are you? I, 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 do you yeah, think it's like, muted? I yeah, that is a, he's, a, he's a world champion. He's a world champion, and there's hardly any fanfare. Do you know what I mean? That should have been on the front page of the of every newspaper. It's only my TV. 
That was a lot of years. Yeah. It's the not, world yeah. champion. I think you know what I mean. That like, what's going on? That like, back in the day, every world champion, at least, you know what I mean. I feel like if I didn't go on Twitter, I wouldn't have seen anything. If I didn't go on Instagram, I probably wouldn't have seen anything. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That, I, I make it makes sense. I mean, me personally, I'm just looking at it from like it's. I think he should be a superstar, and it's Eddie Hearn's job. Along with his management team as well, with AJ's management team, um, what was it called? Sorry, um, what's it? Two five eight boxing. Two five eight. That's it. Sorry, I was going to say five three eight, but two five eight. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's their job now to to really put him on the map because when you look at his background story, yeah, like I think I think this guy should be. And British people love this shit. They love the Chateau underdog. Is, that Chateau, kind of. Chateau Chateau is, is not. He's not like the most charismatic guy in it. Yeah. It's hard. Whoa, whoa, come on, man. No, he literally man. just drops like how many songs? And no, 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 no. I agree with you there. I agree. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in boxing, there's a certain type of charisma people are looking for. Yeah, man. Look at you to like cast people and stuff like that. We're talking about Brits. We're talking about Brits. You have to remember that. Number one, number two. If we're talking about charisma, who's naturally charismatic? Tyson Fury is naturally charismatic. That's a charismatic guy. AJ's not charismatic, but what AJ has, AJ has like... He has the machine. He's he has the machine. He's just, he's just, AJ's Peng, man. Let's be real. He's got... He's got <laughs> Let's be real, man. Yeah, but Akoli's a handsome chap as well. Akoli, yeah, Akoli's not... Akoli's Colorism, isn't it? Akoli's a bit awkward sometimes. He's a bit local. He's a bit local. You know what I mean? He's not... Yeah. He can't... Listen, if Eddie Hearn makes him a cash cow, Eddie Hearn is the best promoter. Hands Come down. on, man. You guys are missing... You, you guys are missing oh. stuff, though. Akoli just there's potential there. Akoli just got, he's got, he's got, already. he's I a world champion. He's... I can see it. I can definitely see it. Um, it the cruiserweight isn't like, as, as Selim said, it's not a, a glamorous, it's not sexy. It's not not sexy. sexy. The money's not there. The, the, the eyes are in on the cruiserweight division. Everyone's, <laughs> trying, to move up. everyone's trying to move up to, everyone's trying to move up to heavyweight for a reason. I, I, I I'm reading the I comments and it's killing me. I'm sorry. But oh, I, I get it. But do you know, do you know, with division, sometimes, yeah, I feel like it only takes one person to make a, a, a rivalry to, to occur. And all of a sudden, that, that division might be popping again. I remember, like, the, um, the, the build-up to him and Chamberlain. And he was saying some stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was, he was talking. He was talking mm. the talk. That's what yeah, first got my attention. Was dead. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, it was boring, but he was a bit spicy in the in the in yeah. the um in the um build up, and I was supporting Chamberlain because he's you know what I mean he's a South London guy, but I was still thinking, right, oh, my man's talking like he's do you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. he's got something about him. So mm. if he could translate, if he could keep doing that with all of his rivals and whatnot, bounce especially with the Americans, bounce off them. Yeah. I think he's got things to say. I, he's, yeah, he's I think he's. You know what I mean? Like, I think the youth will gravitate towards him. He speaks their language. He listens to the same music we do. You know, like, so I feel, I feel the elements are there for him to be a star. It's just about... I will, say, I will say his confidence is marketable, I think. I feel like I feel like his confidence is quite different because he's, he's, he's really calm. And especially before this fight, um, the whole build-up, he was calm. He was in, in, in certain times, he was actually, like, slightly break, breaking down how, how the fight would look. And it's exactly how it looks. So I think that people can buy into that. You know, you can buy into a fight that you feel like they're so confident that they will, they will win a fight. You know, some some fighters they don't. 
ooze at confidence. You guys are missing, you guys missed the point. Uh, quick question, yeah. If you were Eddie Hearn, how would you market a Coley? Like, what would you do to make him? A I big think, story? yeah, I think, yeah, the bit everyone's missing as well, yeah, is that he's coming off now in a bit of light purely because of the fact that his fights actually start to translate in actual performances that are actually watchable. Yeah. Everything he was doing before my shit was outside of it, but in the ring, my god, was he not? It was boring, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was boring. But now, with the fights translating. With everything he's got going going on, I think he he definitely has the legs. Like if he, if he stops Bradis, for example, yeah, yeah. then no, I think that becomes a big deal. Even though Bradis is not like because because Eddie Hearn's good at this, right? And we, and we and well, I haven't criticized him. Sam's has criticized him yeah. this before for making um uh you know a dud fight or like or, or a fight that maybe is 70 30 and bring it to like a 50 no, no. Bradis, Bradis, Bradis is good like, but who would be the favorite in that fight for me it would be Bradis. Bradis. like let's not is toughest fight mm. like that's what and, he, and he flogged Gowaki as well like he was beating up even after the belt like that fight was nuts go back and watch that like, fight like Bradis needs his respect I would have yeah. him favorite in that fight but what I would say it's a proper acid fight, test yeah, Probably. if I was really hurt to promote Okoli, I'll put him in gold chains, earrings, <laughs> video, having some grills. Quickly, just to go back to something that Samson said, or I think Gina said it, one of you guys said it, but like the chemistry between Okoli and his trainer in that fight was something yeah, yeah. I really, really like. Like every time he hits a nice jab, great jab, great jab. It reminded me of that Ruiz 2 fight. You know, every time Joshua would do something good, it was like, he was communicating with his with his coach, and I feel like that you know that chemistry. Again, it's another thing like like Samson said, the performances is something that you can really market. So we'll go on, Jilly, say, say knockouts for me. Knockouts is is market. Like yeah. what I always say here, the Americans or the PBC or American general, they failed Deontay Wilder. I always say, Batman, massively knockouts mm-hmm. sell. Wilder talks shit. He's a talker. Can knock you out. He has the the best highlight reels. Flashy. He's vulnerable. He's he's flashy. He's is everything. He even has a story with his daughter. He's, he's got a promoter's dream. You know promoter's what I mean? Dream. And they did not do anything with him. No, why though? I honestly feel like they didn't expect what they feel. They didn't expect why to get to the stage. You the platform. I, I don't think. I don't think that's why. I, 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 honestly, I honestly feel like he's a bronze medalist. This should shows for a long time. Yeah, but. If they, if they thought in their mind that Wilder, in with his technical flaws, was ever going to potentially be on the level he would get to, they would have thrown money behind him. That's that's. Do you know? Do you know why I, I disagree? He's a he's an Olympian, yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. Olympian guy, professional. That's that's, that's the worst example you can. You can I've, I know so I many. There should always be like some sort of fanfare behind him, whether they live up to it or not. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we did it over here with Audley. Do you got what I'm trying to say? Audley didn't have America is massive. How many there are many Olympians who meddled, not just Olympian. We're talking about a guy who meddled. Med- yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm saying the same thing. So who, how many how many guys that medals didn't have no support going into the pros? There's, wait, there's a few. They like, don't heavyweight, heavyweight. No support. Not heavyweight, not heavyweight. Here we go. But heavyweight is is that's that's the division, the division, that's the glad division. Like, I fully hear you when you say this guy wasn't good enough. I agree. But, yeah. but do, do you guys feel like... He's a great American Hulk. 
He was Good the great question. American Hulk as well. Because until Sorry, he came brother. about, no one, none of the heavyweights were doing anything. So there should have been that, you know, the American flag behind him. There should to have be been honest that. With you, what you're saying is spot on. In all honesty, Wilder should have been a household name mm. and should have been like that, champion him from a long time ago. Because it, the fact is, you're an all American, you're the world champion of the world, um, like the heavyweight world champion of the world. So I feel, like, the, I feel like, if anything, the cherry picking is what hurt him. The point I was trying to make in, in connection with Okoli is knockout sell. So as long as Okoli is sleeping people, the difference you'd see is with Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn won't do what the PBC did and not push this guy. Eddie Hearn will be like, ah, oh, this guy's got the, he's the hardest punching cruiser. No, like, yeah. All yeah. that shit, all talk, all that talk. And people will be like, right. And all you got to do is, listen, we all, we all watch YouTube, man. Highlights, do the highlight reels. But this is what you're saying, though. That falls back saying, to yeah. people not believing in him to invest in him. That's or, what... sorry to cut you, or would you say that um, promoters in America are not like how they used to be? It's They're more not. the network rather than, you know, like, Hearn is like the spokesman, you know, like, mm. back in the day, there was always like someone, like, uh, what's his name, Don King, Don talking King. up. Yeah, they're not like that no more, man. They're not I There's no one doing that. You got, you got character. Do, you Bob Harris still around? And he's, I hate. He's an old fart, man. He doesn't care anymore, man. Bob Harris doesn't care no more, man. Man's he's arguing with his fighter on TV, on live TV. He's not old fart, man. Get him out of here, man. He's not here anymore. Yeah, he's disinterrence, and he should be. Is it live TV? The guy was standing right next to him, dissing his own fighter. Come on, man. Let, let's let's uh, let's uh let's wrap things up um on on the Akoli discussion anyway um I'll go around the room or around the Zoom uh Jude who who would you like to see um Akoli fight next Bradus man you know me you know my brand on here I want the best fights as soon as possible so mm-hmm. no dilly dallying I want the Bradus fight determine who's the number one in the cruiserweight division no warm up like Fury. No warm up, none of that BS, man. <laughs> uh, Babs, what about you? I'll, 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 I'll say clean up and then fight Bridges last. Yeah. Before he leaves. Yeah, the yeah I agree. I agree. Yes, Dapper, you agree with that? Sam, what about yeah. you? Same. I can't lie. Don't, don't run straight to Bridges fight. Yeah. I hear it. Don't get me wrong. I do, from a fan's perspective, but from like the management of him, don't do that, bro. <laughs> Jiday, Jiday just wants people to get flogged, man. Trust me, you look like Eddie Hearn, fam. Eddie Hearn with a Mexican fight. That's what Jiday's moving like. I want the best fight. But by the way, by the way, Dapo, Bradis is like from Latvia. I didn't say. I didn't say Bradis. I didn't say his name. Closer, closer name to Mexican this time, but not quite Mexico, right? When are you not gonna drop that? When are you gonna drop it? Never. Never, never. Anyway, uh, let's move on because obviously um, we've got another big fight weekend uh, coming up uh, this weekend um, all the way in Gibraltar, which is you know, bizarre in itself. <laughs> Rumble on the rock. Anyone actually watch um, Ortiz? Virgil oh, Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, I watched that fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't staying up until four o'clock in the morning unless it's Canelo, bro. I watched that fight. He looked good. Basically, what Virgil T showed, he, he, he's hittable. That's one thing. That's, that's a, he's very, very hittable. But what he ha- what he does show, and he's been showing it, is he can break you down. He has power, and he's also fundamentally sound. He's a very, very good pressure fighter. He essentially broke Hooker's will. Like he broke him down. 
like the guy stopped from an injury. He didn't even stop because he was stopped. He was just so hurt. Like his elbow mm. went out. It was just he just gave up essentially. Mm. I feel I feel I do feel a bit though, like down the line, if Hooker actually had the willpower, he might have talked him into a bit of a deep wa- deep water. Not gonna lose. I didn't think it was in any chance of lo- losing, but I was just a bit calm because they're throwing all teases them around the likes of Crawford and Spence. So that makes me think. Nah, them, them lot, them lot beat him up. The thing is, yeah, like I said, he's hittable, but he's got he's probably, in my opinion, the hardest punch out of all of them. I'm not gonna lie. Although he hasn't fought guys as good as all of them, you see when he hits these guys, yeah, you see them like them physically shrivel, like yeah, they stay hit. They stay hit, they feel it. Like but, so but, like, but, like Spence breaks you down, isn't it? Spence is a he's a hmm. Accumulation of damage while Crawford is is just Mr. Technical. Next door. Ortiz is just like man, this guy wars you. He's just just well, is it like Randall Bailey power or is it what type of punk? I, 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 really I won't, I won't say it's like Randall. I, I, I won't say it's like that, but it's just it's just basically it's like Margarita with, with the fucking I don't know if he was wearing um, <laughs> well, he was he was <laughs> the egg weight. Them, 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 that, man, that margarito that when he hit okay, you, that, the raps, yeah, 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 the raps margarito that you, you, you'd exchange with him, but you yeah. come up first. You say, yeah. yeah. okay, egg, egg weight form. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait to the end of the pod when we're done, but like Crawford, then listen, these guys they need to they need to they need anyway. Let's let's move on to um Dillian White against Pavetkin. Um because uh this is essentially make or break for Dillian, right? It's is do, do you think it's make or break? Yeah, yeah. I do. I do I think I think this is something that is gonna like distinguish him from being a Derek Chisora level fighter and nah, someone who agree. actually goes on to do something in the division. I don't know. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Shit, but that, hurt, that hurt to hear. Like. I think. I think if he. I think if he loses, he gets taken out of that like top three, top five conversation. Yeah. But I feel like there's still fights out there for him. Like he can still fight yeah. Ruiz. If he it ain't top three, no one cares, bro. No one cares. I don't care. But you know what you're saying. With turn behind him, he just needs to go on another like four fight run of victories and he'll, he'll be in the mix again regardless if he beats like he beats like Ruiz he's back in the mix straight uh, and, yeah. and whilst and whilst that is true yeah we've seen these runs from Derek Tesoro again but then they get back up to the level and then they're, they're done out here again <laughs> no, so it's true, it's true, listen it's true. I, this is rude now, the there's thing method is, in the thinking the problem the problem with Dylan White is or it, it was a problem I don't know about now but the problem with him was it was he was dangerous no, I'm not talking about <laughs> new Tesoro fucking hell Dylan White was high risk Dylan White was high risk goes to my church as well is it? Yeah. So Lord said if Dillian loses, he's fighting the Chinese guy next. Don't get me started that guy. Don't get me started that guy. Now Dillian can't lose there because if he loses, he's gonna he's gonna be behind. Like Wilder's not gonna fight him. Ruiz is not gonna fight him. Like, we know how the PBC moves in it. They just wanna get their guys. Straight in with the first chance to to have the title. Usyk is is technically next, so you're gonna go behind Usyk. You're gonna go behind Wilder and Ruiz. You're gonna go behind um Joe. Like 
Yeah, it takes him another two, three years to get back no. as a mandatory. So he cannot yeah. lose this fight. He can't, like, lose, he can't lose this fight. Even yeah. if he wins, it's kind of long. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, it's definitely look, if he wins, I think he's protected for a bit. But I, I say this, but Dill- Dillian himself, he's always gonna be a pay-per-view fighter. He's always gonna bring, you know, crowds, oh, even if it's Listen, uh, if he wins, yeah, he needs to allow that maximum violence stuff. Rest rest for a bit until you get your fight. Yeah, just yeah. stop fighting all the best people for a little bit. Nah, man, I love that. Listen, I want nah, him. He's gone he's he's for a murder as well. He's gone for a murderer's role. Like, he yeah. needs to like... When they say throwback, Dylan's throwback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. serious question though, yeah? Dylan White versus um, Povetkin, yeah? There's no belt on the line. It's a rematch. Mm-hmm. Why the hell is it a pay-per-view? Uh, I think Dylan it should White be a pay-per-view. Because Dylan White is a new fire. Yeah, the I tell you why it's based I tell you why he's a pay-per-view fighter because more than enough people are gonna put their hand into their pocket and pay for it. That's it. So we're just talking yeah. about pure commerciality, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dillian will be a pay-per-view fighter even if he loses this fight. I'm 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 very cool with that. I just want to establish that Dylan White. Slightly is right is slightly riding his like his luck here. Like he definitely shouldn't be. Um, he's a millionaire from from he's the only contender that apart from Ruiz that's out here being a millionaire because of his own back. Like Ruiz Ruiz ate the got the AJ lottery ticket twice. Well, he got that he got that cash out. But that was up his that was up his own making. No, no, no. It was it was he won. And but yeah, he won. won the rematch. But the point I'm making is. It's not off that. Dillian's pay-per-views, Dillian's the star. Dillian's the one pushing the show. Yeah. He's, the He's the A-side. He's the A-side in all these shows. Mm-hmm. He's the million. Free though, yeah? My man is actually a pay-per-view fighter because he lost really well to AJ. That is mad. Oh, that's hard. That's, no, hard. that's harsh, man. That's Bro, hard. you were Sky Sports oh, ads for like two man. years running. Sky Sports had this guy <laughs> getting knocked out for like two years straight as their advertisement. And that's why it's a pay fight, as far as I'm concerned. Because his knockout was great. <laughs> he, he, he didn't lose according to his bio, though. Yeah, it's true. My man never updated that shit. <laughs> He's still that. Bro, Ruiz still has the picture of him and them belts on his DP to this day. So, <laughs> but at, least he won. Move. at least he won. That's true, it's true. But he still got Mexican heavyweight champion. Let, let's, let's talk about the actual fight, then. Because um, I think we can all agree that the first fight, the, the, the knockout came against the run of play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, in proverbial terms, yeah. because I think we all thought Dillian was boxing really well. I was like, really impressed. I was like, what? Was, Is this was, Dillian? It was Dillian no, and AJ. Dillian's punched up Povetkin, you know, and boxing then, him. yeah, and then out of the blue, fucking yeah. hell, Dillian. <laughs> so I guess the question is, how does Dillian do the same thing that he was doing in the first fight? But with a different result. Simple. You stay behind, you stay boxing smart, and don't for any reason get that bravado. Dylan White lost not because of Povetkin. He lost because he got comfortable. He got too comfortable. It's like he yeah. he, he thought he had to fight one. Because yeah. he had to fight one, he lost. Because as far as I'm concerned, he was winning that fight, and Povetkin had no no play until mm. Dylan White decided, yeah, I've got you dropped. I've got you hurt. 
I don't need to jab my way in anymore. I don't need to fight behind the job. I'm just gonna. He started walking with a bit of a swagger, moving in like, with his head, like his hands low and head just popping through. I started trying to take him out. The minute he done that, I was, all we realized was Pavecki was getting closer and closer. Yeah. And he literally, I think it was over the course of two rounds. I think, think Pedigree was forgotten for a while. Like, yeah. look, watching Pavecki fight and the way he was getting beaten up, you almost forgot his, actual, his actual pedigree as a boxer. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything was forgotten. And I think that should always, you don't, you don't want to be gun shy, but you should always respect your po- opponent and what he can yeah. do. And I think, that should always stay in his mind, you know what I mean? Well, Sometimes that's one. Just, as simple as that. Just follow mm-hmm. like the Lennox Lewis formula. You know what I mean? If you you know you can get him out in four, but get him out in six. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes just keep him at the end of your jab. Sometimes you don't you don't always have to try and blow someone away. It will come. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't know if he did he did too much wrong, but the little he bit did. he did wrong. He didn't. He, he, he got he got he got cocky. He's he literally yeah. you could almost see his his cognos turning and say, Yeah, this is a YouTube moment for me. I'm gonna get that YouTube knockout. And he just stopped, he, like, he just got his swagger on, he stopped caring about like he's being responsible defensively. And yeah, but well, Samson, the issue that I have with that, yeah, is you can tell that Pavekin was planning that shot yeah. for a couple so, rounds. Of course it was. No, but the thing is, though, no, but but he, he as was, soon as was. as soon as he he threw that shot, he caught him no, straight. That's, that's wrong, though. That's what I'm trying to get at. Pavekin's feet was never close enough to land that shot in the earlier rounds. It only happened when Dylan White stopped jabbing. Once Dylan White got that set that knockdown on him, and he he literally stopped jabbing his way in and started being lazy. Dylan White, Dylan White dropped Pavekin, yeah. I think it was round four or five. He dropped Pavekin. Pavekin went back to his corner. And I think there was a conversation about maybe they might stop the fight. Seven, and Pavekin was like, yeah. no, no, no. I got, let me try one more thing. That's literally what he said. I got one more thing to try. And he did it. Just like that. Nah, he man, playing. His feet were getting closer first. Once his feet came in, he could land a shot. Without, with, with Dylan White keeping his jab out, it was impossible for him to land a shot. Well, me personally, I just feel like Dylan White isn't defensively sound. Yeah, he's not. Agreed. I uh, agree because he always, he always, the, he, the same thing happens. He always gets slapped. You get, you, you get him in certain situations. He doesn't really know what to do. That's just my. Point. That's just my. I, I, I don't even think it's him getting lax or getting cocky. I just feel like I've always he's, said it. His, 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 his frame, like his setup, is his frame as the as just it's as that kickboxing man. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's it's flawed. But what I will say is, as that was said. From round one, Povetkin was trying to set him up for that uppercut. He would throw the hooks, throw the uppercut. He just kept missing. He kept missing. It wasn't getting nowhere. It wasn't getting nowhere there. But but it was getting closer every round. He was getting closer until he eventually caught him. If I was White, what I would do in a rematch is fuck trying to hurt him. As you said, when White hurt him, he didn't play into it. White wanted to look good. He wanted to get the the highlight knockout. Like knock um, what's that guy's name? The the fat white guy. That knocked him out in six rounds. Oh, oh Lucas Brown. Yeah, he wanted to do oh, that. Yeah. He wanted to get a Lucas Brown type highlight. Jeez, his mind was turning over. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he got in, he got nice. in, popped in like he does, and then he tried to catch. Povetkin caught him because he went like again. Because what he does is, is his check leg foot. Is he holds, it goes like that. And then he pulled the right hand, then he just it off of it. Yeah. Povetkin clocked that. And Povetkin just went round it, threw the uppercut, slept him. And the funny thing is as well, he was throwing body shots. To, he was going down with, he was going to the body, and this one he just slipped. And so Dylan actually assumed he was going to the body. So he realized he tucks a bit, and then catch gets caught uppercut. It was, yeah. it was, 
It was, that's what I'm saying. It was only set up because Dylan White become, became lax, and he because no, he got, it, it was set up because he was throwing it, man. He'd been setting it up like to me. Do I see it as okay? I see what you're trying to do here, but you're not. You're not land. You're not getting close to it because I'm keeping you. At I feel like he was setting that up, man. Dylan was seeing that though. I don't think Dylan was Dylan was actually clocking. No, it wasn't. That. Maybe not. No. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was clocking. I think it was. Because you clock something like that, you you change your, your game plan. Yeah. Like, nah, man. Do, do you think? Do you think? Do you think Dylan has the ability though to? Some fighters, I think, sometimes when the tide is going against them, they have the ability to kind of like adjust. say to themselves, "Right, let me let me adjust, let me take myself out of the equation a little bit." Like, do you think yeah. Dillian has the ability to do that? Because sometimes I feel like if a fighter is going to make it a brawl with Dillian, Dillian is brawling, even no. if it is, even I, if it is against. I think he's got the he discipline. No, no, he the discipline. Yeah, I think that's it. Ability, on- yeah, discipline. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. fights on instinct. When he gets hurt, he's, he's, he's purely instinctual. Yeah. And that's I thought not... he, I thought he looked quite disciplined in the second Chisora fight, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. That's, that's what he's saying. Like, he probably you know, knew. I, I didn't. He, was that more to do with that he had felt Chisora's power, and maybe maybe felt yeah. like he could just absorb it? That's, that's the answer to your question because he has got the ability to fight disciplined, but he has to respect you first. Yeah, but away from him being hurt. When he's hurt, it's purely instinctual. When he's not hurt, but he knows what you could do to him, that's when he fights disciplined. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Listen, in regards to Dylan White and Povetkin, I'm very stuck because, on one hand, I think White is going to go in there and give us a disciplined performance. Maybe get to Povetkin late and stop him. But I swear to God, I had a dream that Povetkin won. So I don't know what to think I'm, anymore. I'm, I'm riding with White, man. I need White to win that. I need White to win. I want him to win. I'm going to White to win, but I just don't know. We all want White to win, don't we? Yeah, White needs to win. He's going to have to dig deep. White loses bad for him. But he's going to win. It's been a bad year for British boxing in general, man. So terrible year, man. You know what it is? I only want White to win because it's actually peaking, doesn't it? Because like, even for the mix-up, what do we need with Povetkin in the mix-up? Yeah, he's 41 years old. Get some old geezer. Yeah. That's the three for the top three guys. He needs to go down, man. He needs to go for real. Yeah, it does. It does. And he needs to pay him something to, to throw the fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we don't need him on the top. Who says he hasn't? I'm telling you. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. No, no Eddie Hearn slender on here. Eddie's calling this. Listen, guys. Eddie's going with Gibraltar and now he's. He's going with Gibraltar enjoying life. He might, he might throw it. You never know, man. Let's talk a little bit about Povetkin himself because obviously. The last fight was when was that? August? Is that August? No, it was before August. No, so August, August, September. Or was it August? August. It was August. Yeah, I've got it here. It was August, right? And then before that, did he have? Did he have a, a stage of inactivity as well? And he's had COVID, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So he's had COVID since the since the last um Dillian fight. Yeah. 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 So. Or he had COVID, quote unquote. He had COVID. I was going to say some, COVID. Some, some cycling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. Listen, after that Netflix documentary, I don't see that guy in the same age. Who? Icarus. Yeah. Wait, wait. Pavetkin. You're saying uh, Pavetkin's on the old Icarus diet, yeah? Most of them are. How many times? Most of them are. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do anything, now is the best time to to do it, right? They 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 ain't traveling all the way to Russia to do any uh, <laughs> drugs <laughs> tests. <laughs> you might as well go to the deepest and darkest parts of Russia and be like, "Yo, if you want a drug test, me come find me." <laughs> the the COVID R rate out there is like seven point eight, and uh, you know, no one no one ain't going out there, bro. No one ain't going out there, but um. Before before we move on, then um, I want to get some predictions. Um, we all want White to fight, but now uh, we all want White to win. Sorry, but now I want you guys to think with your head, not with your heart. How is this fight ending, Dapo? I'll start with you. I think Dylan White is going to go in there and try to give us a disciplined performance. I think he's going to be really focused on his defense this time. Um, I think he gets to. I think Povetkin slows down. Dylan White gets to him late. And he stops him. It's round seven to eight ish. Oh yeah, I think Povet can get stopped this time. Okay, Sam's. Uh, I think White wins. KO seven to nine, and um, yeah, I'm just gonna say what, what that's what I, I with my boxing head. I think happens. But this kind of fight is one shot back. Back of my mind. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> At any given moment, repeat can definitely I've said it before, I've said it, I've said it many times, and I say it week in, week out. Rematches tend to go the same way, which scares me. Do you know what? I have a problem as well, right? I think everybody is saying, you know, Dylan White should have a, a, a more What's I'm looking for? A more reserved, um, reserved performance, control five box. That's for him. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And and his condition isn't that great either. Like Dylan, what does it look good later yeah, rounds? You don't want I, I don't know I don't know who the later rounds favor because like, yeah, you got Pavetkin who is 41 with COVID listen, lungs, but Joseph Parker, why isn't great um in the latter stage either? Uh, Joseph Parker and um what's the Colombian guy that name that he fought that dropped him? Is he Colombian? Uh, what's his name? He's what probably he Polish, knowing Dapo. Oh, I love him, man. <laughs> well, uh, Oscar Rivas, that's it. Those late rounds, he didn't look great. So I don't know if Dylan's got like, that type of engine to go that late. For me, me, it's either Dylan back point or Dylan late. He's, he's gonna Dylan's gonna try to box him. He's gonna try. He's not gonna try and mix it. It's obvious what he's gonna try to do. But like we said, once he gets hit, his head's gonna go and he's gonna wanna like oh. hit him back. And that's when we're going to be like, yo. But I feel like it's a late late round because Povetkin's 41 with COVID lungs. Yeah. He's going to get tired. Round 10, round 11 is going to be like, oh, it's going to feel a bit laggy. And then Dylan's well, going to... That's when the cycling gets... That's when the cycling kicks in, no? <laughs> now, I won't be surprised if Povetkin's legs go after round three, to be honest, because he looks shocking versus... Um... Why am I forgetting everyone's names? Michael Hunter. Michael Hunter, see, that's it. Against Michael Hunter, Hunter, against Michael Hunter... Hunter was the, this is where you have to remember Hunter was good looking good early. Then Povetkin, I don't know, he found a second win. And then <laughs> second win. And was able to, to make it a draw. So. Mm. But uh Babs, what about you? I think it's gonna look similar to um Bruno versus Oliver McCall. I think first few first half of the fight, White's gonna be in control. And I think Middle to late rounds, Povetkin's going to start finding him. Um, and then towards the end, he, he might be holding on for dear life, but he might have done enough 
to nick it, or you might get him out of there in round 11. Wait, Povetkin or White? No, I think White might get a late lockout or be holding on for dear life. Okay. I can see why holding on for dear life, Steve. Yeah, you are making me nervous, man. I hear what I'm you guys... Nervous, I'm nervous, man. Uh, so, so, so I hear what you're saying about rematches, yeah? But I feel like... You see... I, I, I'm drawing some similarities to AJ Ruiz, right? I, when So when Ruiz stopped AJ, and in that fight, I think, to me, anyway, in my opinion, the way I saw that fight was that AJ got caught unawares and before that, I felt like it was a pretty routine kind of fight, right? Okay. I felt like he was winning that fight pretty easily. And, you know, he got caught and it was game over, basically. Now, when things like that happen, I'm more inclined to think that in the rematch, that fight is going to be a bit more reserved, a bit more disciplined and just see it through because he's the better fighter ultimately. However, AJ. AJ, yeah, AJ is able to do that, but mm. AJ was practicing social distance before we all knew about it, COVID. <laughs> Bro, he listen. AJ put himself in a hyperbolic time chain, but he d- disappeared somewhere. I just feel like the the, the issue with Dylan White is get hit and brought. Yeah, and Dylan White also as well. We have to think about the what comes with losses as well. Like just because AJ was able to go in there and do the job doesn't mean Dylan's going to be able to take the losses the same way. Like we haven't seen Dylan White go into a straight rematch after a loss. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, what but... if all this demon stuff that oh, we talk but, about? But we've seen Dylan get starched, come back and go on a crazy and come run. back and be and and, and, and and that was against AJ as well. Dylan's a warrior. Like I know he's Dylan personally. Like, he's actually a real warrior. Hmm. I met him. I knew him before boxing. He's just a warrior. So hmm. I don't think that's going to play on his mind too much. And the thing is, Dylan knows he can hurt him. So that's an hmm. aspect that. Is there? It's not like he has. He never touched him. He knows he can hurt Povetkin. So as much as Povetkin knows he can hurt Dylan, Dylan knows he can hurt him. Do you know what I mean? Which can which will give him confidence just to exactly. finish the job? Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. He just knows he's got to finish it. I think I think it could get a bit hairy if the reason I don't think White will stop him early is because I feel like White might get him hurt, but might be a little bit too yeah. scared to go in for the kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I agree. he might he might see it out a little bit and just, um, you know, just be a bit more conservative, a bit more reserved more because he be might more be... Respect. Yeah, yeah. showing more respect, 100%. So I'm, not, I'm not a professional boxer or anything, but I just feel like if you go into a fight and you're avoiding a specific shot, it could hinder your performance a bit just because you're so worried of that one thing happening. Like, you could be a lot more reserved. If you... Well, normally, all, where you go for a kill... To prevent that, just doing his jab. Simple. Yeah. The jab sets up everything, and if he keeps, you know, pumping out that jab, he's got a chance. Do you know what I mean? You should. I think you should always be thinking about shots. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. defense first a lot of the time. Yeah, it goes against Dylan's natural instinct, but that might add another um, string to his bowl. He should be more responsible as a fighter. You know what I mean? Like oh, Dylan's just a scrapper, man. He just. I've got, got to think about your health long term. You know what I mean? You're not. He's not no Mexican. You got. To, you can't fight with your head. You got. To, you know what I mean? Mm. You got a question for you guys. Dylan White takes a big left hook from Povetkin. It's long. What does he do next? Because I don't believe for a second. He throws a left hook back. 
he tucks back, he tucks in as no, depth. Right. He's going to swing it up. He's going to swing, swing it up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this fight, I, I, I don't think. I, do you, do you guys see this fight going the distance? I don't see it going no, the could. distance personally. I, don't. I think it could. It but could. I don't. They'll be, they'll both be like wrecked by the end, tired, leaning. I think someone will go down. I think someone got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're vulnerable. I see to a sloppy. Down. I can see a sloppy finish. A so, quick sh- question: How many times did Fett can go down in the first fight? Twice. 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 Yeah, man. He, he didn't want to win, man. Put him down twice. He's got COVID now. You should win, man. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think, at, and at that age, I think um, years, years matter more than they do in your thirties and in your twenties. I think when when you touch your forties, that year is sorry to any forty year olds in the in the chat. But, uh, <laughs> boxing, boxing age, boxing. Yeah, age. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like um, when you get to that age. That one year extra, you know, I think it makes mm. quite a big difference. And I, I'm I'm going Dillian seven. Dillian round seven. That's what I've earmarked. I think that's what's going to happen, man. And it's going to be a good night. Well, I know is that everybody's heart here is going to be beating that day. Boy, we can't allow these Russians to, to get one over us, man. I just want to win. I can't lie to you. I actually just want him to win. I don't care where how he gets it. Same, same, same. No, 100%. 100%. Uh, any, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh wrap things up? Yeah, GD knows what time it is. Um, I just, I just wanted to say, yeah, I'm tired of these guys in it. Like, everyone knows I'm a, I'm a Crawford fan in it. Like, I'm, I'm siding with him in this whole Spence debacle. It's all on uh, all it's. 90% on Errol Spence why this fight hasn't happened yet. They're trying, to, they're trying to make this fight like Pacquiao and Mayweather and build it up for five, six years. But the reality is they're not going to sell a million pay-per-view buys. No one cares like that. And Spence and the guys on PBC keep making roadblocks to make that fight happen. However, however, this guy, Crawford, has to hold some accountability here as well. Because recently this guy came out and said, oh, Canelo don't fight black fighters. But Canelo has fought more black fighters than this guy has had probably career like championship fights. And if you look at Crawford's CV, his best fight, his best wins are Ricky Burns, um, Victor, <laughs> Victor Gamboa. Gamboa, you, you, you talk about pedigree. You say no, Gamboa was five foot four. Pedigree of, of the guys he's beat, probably Khan and Brook as well. Those three, you'd probably say are his best wins. But look at the time. Oh, that's kind of Khan and Brook. That's even mad to say that. He, I can't he, lie. Fought, he fought them guys. Gosh, guys. That ball was lighting them up. Yeah, Gamboa no, Gamboa was winning, but Gamboa yeah. was at the end of his career as well. Like, you've yeah. not, you're coming out to criticize Canelo, who's fighting the best guys when you yourself have not fought no one. They asked him in the weekend about Virgil Ortiz. He's like, Oh, this guy's not on my level. Like you're dismissing him, but at the same time, they asked you about, oh, are you gonna take 50-50 with Spence? He's like, Oh, Spence don't want this fight. I don't care about it. I've moved on. So who, who are you trying to fight? You're saying you don't want to fight Virgil Ortiz, and you're saying you ain't gonna fight Spence because them guys are playing them guys are playing you around. Who are you and trying don't to forget, fight? He said already as well, he's told Sean Poor that um he should shut up and stay put until he's finished. Until, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. So basically, we are not seeing um Terence Crawford fight his next fight in the worldweight division of his like fifth fight now. Yeah, of any note. Yeah, basically, and 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 if you and if you look at like Teofimo Lopez, this guy is 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 like fuck Bob Arum. I'm trying to get out. Canelo Alvarez, yeah, he was with us. Os- um, he was Oscar. He said, "This guy, fuck him. I'm gonna get out my contract." Guys have been proactive and taking control of their career. Their career yeah. This guy, you're here complaining that these PBC guys are playing you around. You're complaining your ma- your promoter don't want to promote you properly, or you're doing absolutely nothing. And I, I can't. For me, I can't deal with that. Like he has to take some accountability. That's no, just I'm, I'm so happy this, that agree, you're saying this today because, because it means that we're seeing objective objectivity, and because we've argued back and forth for time, yeah. And at this point. Regardless of how you sad with Spence and whatever, bro, Crawford is looking crazy in the light right now. Yeah, yeah. After, after what Bob said about him, he should have been fighting to get off that that facts. Yeah, like he should have Frax. put his own money up. Like that was an insult. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Bob like, said that he owes him money. He makes nothing off. Of course, like, you can't loses. say that. Like, mm-hmm. This is pound for pound, one of the best fighters in the world. How yeah. could you not, like? promote this guy or turn this guy into a superstar. So that problem's on, you know what I mean? Like, I'll feel so disheartened to hear that. Yeah, yeah. about this bit as well, yeah? Crawford's statement's kind of nuts as well, considering that Canelo beat, J- absolutely destroyed Jacob not too long ago. Actually, he didn't destroy him. Jacob is the best black fire in the middleweight division. Canelo was basically saying, um, Canelo, Crawford was basically saying Canelo's ducking the Charlos. But the Charlo, the other Charlo, the, the young... They, the, ju- they were the ducking things. He confirmed that Oscar De La Hoya contacted them to say, let's make a fight happen. They just didn't, they weren't happy with the funds. You know how the PBC guys roll? If you're <laughs> going to get them to, to fight, you have to pay them times 20, what they pay, get paid normally or whatever they do anyways. He confirmed that he approached him. But the, the fact is, as you said, Jacobs is way more accomplished than any other black fighter in and around the middleweight division. He's better than <laughs> Jacobs is actually a better pedigree on every single person. All, all of them. And Canelo flogged him. Like I hear what people I hear like what I don't what I don't hear is if you look at who's the champions like the Americans they they're so insular they keep thinking they still run boxing but they just don't they just don't they they they, they don't have the champions like that no more and they keep no. thinking champion or not as long as you're an American or black American you're the best that's just yeah. how they think yeah. <laughs> they don't even like how can you criticize Canelo Alvarez for it's mad I, I, I don't think that yeah it's mental. It don't make sense. Guys trying to be undisputed, and you're criticizing him for trying to be undisputed. Something you guys ain't trying to do. Spence ain't trying to fight you. Charlo's not trying to fight Andre. Like, uh, if you hear what Charlo was saying, Benavides was putting pressure on him. This guy is like, oh, I'm not trying to go to one here anymore. I'm trying to fight GGG. All because Benavides was putting pressure on him. That's the guy you was trying to say Canelo's ducking. The guy that's using GGG, someone he knows he's never gonna fight to avoid another fight with someone on the same street as him. The same Charlo that's out here saying, oh, I want to fight Canelo. What What have you done to earn that Canelo fight? Nothing. Yeah, I, I'm a new fan. I'm a new fan of the... I'm a new fan of the sport, yeah. And before I got into boxing, I always used to hear about the politics and how everyone hated it. It's only until I actually got into the sport. I, I, I really sympathise with boxing fans on how infuriating the boxing politics are. I'm a fan of both fights. I like Spence and Crawford. But... What has really turned me off this fight is both of their attitudes towards the fight. Like, Spence, uh, Spence disrespects Crawford a lot. Even before the stuff, he disrespects him a lot. Like, with the splits that he's... he's, he's um, throwing out there. Remark- like, yeah, throwing yeah, out yeah. there. You know, ridiculous out, stuff. Really. Like, 
you know himself out of exactly. And like like Samson said, uh, is a, I'm telling you, it's too much. Like Crawford is not like maybe he's not a, a, a bigger a bigger draw Spence, but he's uh, pound for pound one of the best. You have but to give him his respect. Is, you came to a new weight class here and tried to basically use your dead CV, which is a bit funny than that, to to throw your weight around. I'm sorry, man. Like, I actually get where Spence is coming from. To a degree, I get where Spence is coming from. But as a fan, fuck both of you. So I can't lie, man. No, yeah. fuck both of them, honestly. You just, gotta, you just gotta be realistic and know if you're the A or not. Like Terence is the A side, and Spence should just say, Do you know what? I'm gonna take your food. I don't care or not. I uh, wanna take your food. That's, that's the problem. Like, Crawford is not the A side at all. I think he, he is. Commerciability wise, myth. No chance. You don't think so? Yeah, no, I don't think I'll go for his A-side. I feel like Spence is definitely the A-side. I feel like Spence is the A-side in that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is. I feel yes. like is slightly bigger than him. But I only feel that way because the PBC have... Although the PBC are shit at promoting, they have... Yeah, they have the best welterweights. I don't believe that, you know. I, no, I, I really, really don't believe that. Crawford doesn't get fights. Crawford tried to go on pay-per-view, did 100k. He didn't know mm-hmm. that. Like at least Spence can say I've done 300k before. Although he used the Mexican, he can say I've done. He's done it twice now. We, we did that in the pandemic. You saw the numbers. You saw the numbers for um. The pandemic Crawford. numbers were 200k. In the for uh, what did Crawford do? Like 50k. Well, yeah, Crawford didn't do. He didn't. He didn't find pay per view. But is that due to the, is that due to the opponents rather than? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. The, the opponents yeah. help. That's what yeah. it is. The PBC guys have the opponents to throw yeah. at Spence. To make him look good. Regardless, that's the game. Crawford is not a big name in America. Crawford, if Bob Arum isn't getting Crawford the opponents, if he's not, not. this is going to happen. Then you can't. You can't. Bob Arum himself himself said he loses money on him. He's going to write. He would rather buy another house. (laughs) I would have left there. I would have left there. And then if Crawford was his own free agent. He will yeah. make way more money. He'll be able to be way more like, like work with Eddie Hearn. No matter what you can say about Eddie Hearn, yet yeah, Eddie Hearn will promote this guy crazy. Yeah. He'll get, get him fights as well. So, what, so one thing that all right. So one thing that baffles me is that a lot of fighters look to Floyd as like the inspiration. If there's any time to take inspiration, why not in this situation when you know Floyd left? Um, Bob Arum and done his own thing. Why don't Terence make moves to make this happen? It's strange. Like, is no, it... I'm starting to think. I'm the, only to fighter, think. the only fighter, the only fighter that they they they're saying that he owes he owes Bob Arum money. Yeah, I think the only fighter that takes after <laughs> Floyd Canelo. That's the only guy that's actually followed what Floyd has done. Yeah, Canelo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Arum's come like Debo, man. I think I think he owes money. Bob Arum, I can't. You see what he done to Rigondeau? It still burns oh, his chest. Man. He's the worst, man. I can't. Bob Arum's a crook, man. I can't believe guys are going to him. Like, Nothing, after what he did to Rigondeau. But I, you I, know what? In that, when Crawford resaddled Bob Arum, I remember, I've got it in my WhatsApp, I said, Crawford just yeah. fucked his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't he? He should have signed with PBC, man. He should have done anything. I hate it. I hate to interrupt this PBC bonanza, <laughs> but it's my bedtime. 
Fuck your best time, dude. This <laughs> <laughs> is Mrs. Quinn. Like, yo, where you at? Mrs. told me we got to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah dinner did, did was ready an hour ago, man. We would have given you guys a bit more, but Uncle Lewis has said, you know. Anyway, so right. Guys, we've been going for over an hour. <laughs> the saga continues. Yeah, we'll, we'll tomorrow. We'll do this every week, anyway. We like, you know, it's it's not like we can't talk about it next week. You know what I mean? And I'm quick sure question. people. Quick question, Lewis. Can you watch tomorrow's fight and do this at the same time if people are free? Yeah. yeah. Saturday's fight. Yeah. Saturday's fight. Sorry, sorry, not Saturday's fight. Yeah, we can do that. We live. can do that. That sounds like a good idea to me, man. Yeah. Let's go. Everyone watching it live, the Lois and Corley fight together on the group chat. Any of this? Yeah. Let's do let's do that. Uh Babs, where, where can everyone find you, please? Um, Master Sadiq. Master, is it I, don't, I can't remember, is it Master underscore yeah. Sadiq? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um on Twitter, that that's on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. You don't want to give the Instagram out for the ladies. Oh, and... it's the same, it's the same. Jide and Jide, I'm not a Jide and Dapo, but especially you, Sam, so I'm not gonna ask you because you know. Yeah, don't do For that. Obvious no. reasons. Um, oh, don't okay. want it. Use second. Say, wrap it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys. Um, thanks for joining us. Um. Join us maybe for the watch along on Saturday for the fight. We'll we'll we'll, we'll let you guys know. Um and uh use the ringside frackers hashtag. Follow us on tw- on Twitter and also leave those reviews as well. That'd be absolutely amazing. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you again next week. Sweet. Coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in I seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Saying now, Mike, the bike. Sports Social Podcast Network.